0: I'm sports attorney Luke Fedlam, and welcome to the Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. Each conversation, we focus on sharing information and having conversations around how athletes can best educate and protect themselves or their life outside of their sports. Thank you for tuning in to the Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Luke Fedlam. Here we are with another episode, and I'm excited to welcome my guest, my friend, Tavian Latham. Tavian, how you doing,
1: man? I'm doing well, man. I'm blessed. How about yourself, Luke?
0: Oh, man, I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, I'm even better having this conversation with you here today. I'll get into, you know, who Kevion is here in a second. But just to set the stage for our listeners, the conversation today is going to continue on this concept in this discussion that we've had over previous episodes on being an athlete CEO. And what does that mean when, you know, you're thrust into this position now of being the CEO of your business and really wanting to make sure that you are prepared to be able to do that. So often, you know, we have athletes where, you know, this is kind of the first step in their career is that now they are the CEO of this business around them, but yet oftentimes haven't been prepared to be that CEO. So this conversation is going to focus on that. In particular today, Kivian and I are going to talk really about Starting businesses, managing your business, and when we say business here, we're actually talking about real entities, whether it's an LLC or some type of corporation structure. Um, really, what goes into that, and so we just want to be able to provide some some thoughts and perspectives on what that means. To be that CEO. So, with that being said, again, like to welcome Kevion Latham to the show today. I've known Kevion for shoot, I guess, a handful of years now. Maybe about five years. Maybe going on yeah. five years or so. Um,
1: like...
0: Yeah, it's it, time. Time flies when you're having fun, um, or when things are busy. So both of those are good things. But um, just wanted to welcome Kevion to the show as he is a wealth manager, a financial advisor of primarily professional athletes. Kevion used to play football at Penn State University. We are. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, we don't take a stance on school here on this podcast, um, you know, unless it happens to be the uh, demon deacons of Wake Forest University. But nevertheless, I digress. I will say, you know, Kevion, thanks so much for joining the conversation. Uh, we work together on some mutual clients. And we deal with this topic on a regular basis. And so I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to have this conversation and share this conversation with our listeners. So keep do you want to maybe share a little bit about what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, uh, thank first off, thank you for having me, Luke. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. I've, I've uh, listened to all of them. And um, it's great that you're putting out this content, not only for um, athletes, but just for our peers. You know, I think a lot of times we assume that some of our peers um, know or have this knowledge, and um, they don't, you know? So, us talking about it in a way that's um, convenient and also uh, I feel like applicable to uh, what a lot of people are going through um, is just great. Just f- about me, uh, I'm founder, uh, managing director of Green Rose Wealth Management. We are a boutique family office based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Started uh, two years ago. Been in the industry for about eight years and really just had a passion, man, for just giving back. Uh, As you mentioned, I played at Penn State. My family has been in the entertainment industry for the last 30 years, um, my father being a uh, a producer, promoter um, in the urban comedy space. And so I kind of saw it from that perspective. And um, like I said, I got a full ride to Penn State. I ended up going there. And um, I literally just was just talking about this the other day, when I went there, I had a different perspective than most of my teammates, right? Because yeah. a lot of things yeah. that they were seeking, I pretty much already had, you know, my dad, you know, he made a movie by the, the name of um, the Kings of Comedy when he was 27 and he had me at 17. So, you know, we grew up together and I saw a different lifestyle, you know, once he, he made that movie. So going to Penn State, you know, again, I was, in the clan, right? Because I was a full-ride guy and I wasn't gonna walk-on, you know? So, you know, I was looked at in that circle. But again, I saw things differently. And so just seeing that, wanted to, again, help, felt that God was calling me to just serve, man. Um, and, and I remember my sophomore year, I was roommates with two guys by the name of Aaron Maven, who was the 11th overall pick in, I think, the 2009 NFL draft. And Navarro Bowman, who ended up being, I forget where he was drafted, but he ended up being like an all-pro, right? So two great players, but I saw them, right? I saw their struggle. You know, their struggle, you know they, they went through some tough times to get where they were. And so seeing that and then seeing what we actually had to go through, right? Yeah. Waking up yeah. at like five in the morning, going to school, doing the, the extra things to, to be a great player. So actually seeing where they come from, seeing what they had to do to get to, to where they you know were, and then the work that they had to put in, right? And then all of a sudden, seeing all these random people showing up to our apartment, right, that we've seen on Jerry Maguire or ESPN or whatever, had no clue of who we were, who they were, but they saw dollar signs, right? So just being around that environment, man, listening and not saying anything, it just gave me, like I said, a passion to empower myself so I can empower my brothers, right? Our tagline is, and I get this from Coach Jay. He uh, used to say this in our meetings, but uh, a goal without a plan is a hallucination.
0: <laughs> mm, that's good. Mike. That's good. So, so let's not yeah. let's not have hallucinations out here. Let's put some let's put some plans together and let's talk about you know in particular kind of you know this idea of athletes as CEOs and thinking about the business side of things. I think it's important to just to delineate between kind of two types of businesses, right? So you've got on the one hand you've got the loan out company, right, which is more The entity that's set up typically an LLC, but it's usually set up in a way that loans out the persona, the intellectual property rights of an individual. And so typically you'll see those kind of situations in marketing deals, endorsement deals, things like that, where it's really just a a layer of liability protection for a celebrity type of client who is doing speaking engagements, marketing opportunities, appearances, things along those lines. But then you also have the operating company. And that operating company can take on different corporate structures. But that's when you have a client that actually wants to create or produce a product or a service. And and the operating company is a little bit different than what you'll see with a loan out company. So in these instances, you know, thinking let's let's talk just about the operating company for a second, because I think this is where things can start to get more complex. In a much faster way for athletes. So, from a legal perspective, there are a lot of things that we're looking at and we have conversation with athletes on when it comes to their desire to launch an operating company. But from your perspective on the financial side, what are some of the things that you're talking to athletes about or that you're thinking about on the due diligence and the, the preparation for an actual operating company?
1: Yeah. So, really, you know, with the operating company, which, you know, you and your team helps out with a great deal. It's all about, again, thinking about the structure, right, as a business, right, as a business entity, obviously the player being the CEO. So with any business, that business is a bank account. You know, that bank account will be the, basically the main vessel for that company. Um, obviously, you don't start a company just for a hobby. You know, you start a company to make money. So that bank account, wherever it's located, it is the main vessel that is where your deposits are going to come in those are where your expenses are going to go out and it's going to be very important to keep track of that on day 1 because all of that information will be used on your tax return that following year so um you know making sure that structure is set up correctly is very important all you need uh, to do that to set that bank account up is a EIN number which you know any law firm could help out with, obviously by you know, signing an SS4 uh, to get that. Uh, that EIN number then is, uh, is basically just like your social security number, right? So it's the social security number for the business. Um, and with that number, um, you can then open up a business bank account. Thereafter, we always encourage our clients to then uh, set up QuickBooks or some kind of software that keeps track of the bookkeeping and reporting Again, you want to keep track of what's coming in and what's going out, because that will be important for the accountants when they're filing your returns for any deductions, depreciation, anything that could help offset some of the tax liabilities that you may have against that income uh, that's coming in. You know, you're burning through cash. So even keeping track of that and keeping track of those losses are, are huge. I really like what you said
0: when you talked about, you know, having QuickBooks, having record keeping for your business, because ultimately, as you mentioned, right, we know that there are a lot of costs associated with startups and being able to make sure that you have a a good understanding of what you're spending. And that's one of the things that I I spend a lot of time having conversations with athletes on, which is understanding what you're doing with your business. And here's the key. I think if we're dropping knowledge in, in these conversations, you know, one piece is to say, if you're operating this business, having an understanding of the amount of money that you're putting into it, what you're trying to get out of it, and realizing that you can't delegate the operations of your business and just let it go, you've got to be actively engaged. And as Kivian mentioned, you know, understanding the financials of that business, what's going into it from a startup cost perspective, an ongoing operations cost perspective, you got to have that bookkeeping in place to be able to understand. Because when you delegate the responsibility, for the company's management and ongoing operation and just kind of take a backseat to that. That's where athletes get taken advantage of. I mean, would you, would you kind of agree with that?
1: Oh, hundred percent. You know, I think for all the, not even players, but just regular, you know, everyday folks, you need to know where your money's going. You shouldn't just have that direct deposit come and just spend, you know, paycheck to paycheck, you know, knowing where your money's going, how it's coming out where it's coming from is super important and having a system that can give you a snapshot right either weekly monthly quarterly semi you know annually, it just helps out because you know when you subconsciously know what you're spending your money on and again if you have goals and you're trying to get somewhere knowing where your money's going um, could help you out a great deal in helping you to accomplish those goals
0: what is it that you do when you have a client, let's say, that has uh, a business, either business idea or a business that's in operation that they're just pushing money into? You know, they're excited about their idea, but there's a lot of money going into it. How do you how do you balance that? How do you balance being supportive of their entrepreneurial endeavors, but at the same time being responsible with their financial situation, both in the present and into the future?
1: So, again, I go back to that goals piece, right? And so in order to get to that point, I have a client that similar situation, you know, was a fourth round pick, you know, always wanted to do something um in the uh restaurant industry. And I always said no, right? Because I've had family that was in the restaurant business that always told me worst business to get into. You know, I have a father in law that owns a restaurant. Don't get into this business. And so Always try and just, you know, advice and wisdom just from my elders, you know, that's just a, a bad business model. And so would always say no. But again, you know we set some goals, me and this player, and he accomplished those goals. And so sometimes with situations like that, if you have, let's say, 10 million, you know, in assets and, you know, you want to do something that's risky. You know, we might slice out a piece, or carve out a piece of, you know, that portfolio, and what we call that alternative space, right? And let's say it's $500,000. We basically will help advise a client and have that number and stick to that number. And if it goes outside of that number, then you just can't do it anymore. But in that piece of the pie, you kind of do whatever you want. That's that part of the asset allocation where, hey, we're saying we may lose this, we may not see this again. But it's just that 500000 of the big $10 million neck. But again, you got to get to that point. I don't advise a, a rookie on a rookie contract. You know, those are guys that, you know, second, third year deals, you know, where we're talking like that. But again, there are rookies that may want to do that type of stuff. And, you know, I keep it, you know, as the guys I like to say, 100 with them. Um, and I just keep it real with them. I tell them experiences that our former players have had that I can actually get them on the phone and, and so they can hear it themselves. And um, if they still want to do it, we try to support them. We put the best minds around them to help them to get that accomplished. But at the end of the day, as I always tell everyone i work with, as you are too, Luke, they hire us for our counsel and wisdom. They're grown ups. If they don't yeah. want to listen to us and, and, and listen to the advice that they pay us for, what can we do? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. If you would share with us the last two or three tips that you might have when an athlete or, you know, we have other uh, listeners who aren't aren't athletes, but um, have thought about, you know, starting their own business and, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors um, and desire. So what are two or three tips that you would give to any entrepreneur as you look at it from your perspective and through your lens as a wealth manager? What are some tips you would offer up to people thinking about starting a business?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So I I think this is a a great question that is perfect for what we're going through right now, right? 2020. You know, I became a business owner at the end of 2018. And some advice that, you know, one of my, my, my mentors gave me was don't take shortcuts. So with your business, you have to invest in your business. So that means hiring a CPA, hiring a bookkeeper, outsourcing things that you can't particularly do. Um, Pay that extra 100, 200 bucks to get it done right the first time, uh, because you never know what that could yield in the future. Uh, And the second piece of advice is just don't box yourself in. You know I mean? A great book that I would encourage uh, anyone to read uh, by Reginald Lewis uh, and it, it basically, obviously, I'm a financial advisor, but and that's my title. But I feel like God has has given me uh, a gift and to again to serve. And so, um, whether that be through the financial realm or um, or, or whatever it may be, uh, don't box yourself in. Always continue. It's something that Coach Jay always gave me advice. Is don't become a part of the desk. And you know, he said that to me after our um, my last game. We were playing Florida in the Outback Bowl, and he said, don't become a part of the desk. And I was like, what does he mean by that? <laughs> like, and so I'm literally at PNC. You know, that was my first job after um, college. And I'm in my cubicle. <laughs> I keep thinking about that comment, don't become a part of the desk. And I finally got it. It was basically don't settle. Yeah. Right. Just because you have that desk job, don't make that be your there forever. Right. Always challenge yourself and, and, and put yourself outside of your comfort zone.
0: No, that's good. I like it. Um, So, you know, make sure that uh, you don't take shortcuts, make sure that you don't settle and think outside of the box, I think is is all great advice. Um, I would add to that. I would say uh, when thinking about starting a business, make sure you really do the research and put that work in on the front end. Know what it is that you're getting into and ensure that you've thought through uh, the various aspects of the business And have the right team around you to help execute, because ultimately that's what will lead to the knowledge and understanding as well as the protection. Uh, When you think about, you know, being a CEO, um, that is that stands for chief executive officer. Right. So chief officer. Right. So there will be other people that CEOs will rely upon the CFO, the chief marketing officer and others. So Jan mentioned it earlier and I'll just reiterate. Right. Which is do what is your core competency, but then outsource the rest of the experts um, who do that on a regular basis, because it's that that learning and that understanding that ultimately will provide the protection that you need when starting up a business. So we could talk about this topic for hours, but I just wanted to uh, at least start the conversation. So Keevian, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for joining us in the conversation today.
1: Thank you for having me, Luke. I appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, if you found uh, found value in this conversation, please do feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Feel free to share it with your network, and do please feel free to uh, reach out and provide any comments that you have, um, or any recommendations that you have for other topics. Uh, we're going to continue on in this conversation over the coming weeks on athlete CEO and the various aspects of what it means to be the CEO of the business happening around you and around athletes. Um, so please do feel free to uh, continue to tune in. This is your Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Luke Felem. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Porter Wright Morrison Arthur LLP offers this content for informational purposes only as a service for our clients and friends. The content of this publication is not intended as legal advice for any purpose, and you should not consider it as such. It does not necessarily reflect the views of the firm as to any particular matter or those of its clients. Please consult an attorney for specific advice regarding your particular situation.